Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. So hi everyone. So anyone that doesn't really know me, my name's Laura, and Phil has asked me to speak today, so I'll just get stuck into it. <laughs> um, so Christians can be perceived as being like perfect, maybe having such a good life, and God has blessed them, and that is true. God has blessed us, but we have our ups and downs as well. And I have went through a period there recently that I just got completely distracted from God and um, by life. I put life before God and spending time with God. I put social media, TV, series, things like that there just before God. And it's crazy how much that actually changed how I felt and changed my mood. Um, I just felt completely disconnected from God. I didn't feel God's presence. I couldn't sleep. I felt anxious. And it just, I was looking around me and I was able to see a lot of other people were getting blessed. And I just felt stuck. And I was like, what's going on? You know, why? Do I feel like I'm not being blessed or why do I feel like I'm stuck in this place? But I came to realize that, do you know what? God blesses everyone, but God blesses everyone in their own time. God has the perfect time for your blessing. Um, and I came across um, a story in the Bible from Luke 24, starting at 15, and it talks about two followers that were walking together and they were walking away in the wrong direction from Jerusalem. And Jesus appears to them, but Jesus doesn't physically blind them, but Jesus blinds them so he, so they cannot recognize him. And it just made me think and made me feel that, do you know what? It doesn't matter if I'm walking in the wrong direction. God will always be there. Even though I cannot see him or feel him, he is always there. And it isn't until you actually look back, like on your period or the season that you've come through, and you can actually pinpoint and you can see where God has been in your life. Um, so from then I decided, do you know what, I need to clear out my life and I need to bring my life and fill it f- full of God. I started to make sacrifices, I spent time with God and I started watching sermons, reading the Bible and doing soaps and that just, it's crazy how that can just change your life and make you feel more empowered and fulfilled and it just took away that anxious thoughts and just the stress and it made me feel a lot closer to God and you know what you can have that too if you put in the time and if you put in the effort and spend time with God and have a relationship and make the sacrifices and it was just like what Phil has been talking about in the last series about Nehemiah He built the walls of Jerusalem a lot stronger, and that was just like me rebuilding my life again and having a stronger relationship with God. And during the time of reading my Bible, I came across a verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, and it says, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And that key word then really stood out to me because at the start of my journey, um, I might, yes, I might be physically weak, but that also can mean inexperienced, lack confidence, feeling stressed. But when I spend the time with God and I 
have a relationship with God, God will make me so much stronger to carry out my journey and my purpose. And then I can be so much stronger. And at the start of my journey within church, I like to stick with what I knew, and that was kids. And God has continued to push me and just <laughs> push me out of my comfort zone. I've joined the camera team, which I never thought of. <laughs> And now today, I'm actually standing up here speaking to you. And if Phil had said to me at the very start, you'd be speaking in front of a crowd of people, I would be saying no chance. So it's crazy how God can strengthen you and just empower you. And God can do that for you as well. And, you know, God hasn't set you out in your journey and your life alone. It's important that you spend the time with friends that can empower you and support you through your journey. Um, you can gain knowledge from a lot of people um, that who are wise and are like-minded and have God in their life as well. So today, I encourage you to prepare yourself for God's purpose, your life, and storms ahead with God's strength and support from wise, like-minded people and be true to yourself. And remember, God has chose you and made you the way he wanted and specific for your journey and your purpose. Oh, thank you so much. It's going to be tough to follow that. Goodness. All right. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're all well. Uh, my name is Simon, in case you don't know who I am. Um, and Phil has obviously asked me to speak this morning. Um, so really looking through the story of Nehemiah, what kind of stood out to me was that it's a story about rebuilding. So it's about rebuilding what's been torn down. It's a story about restoring, restoring what sin has destroyed within Jerusalem and just within our, our city too. Um, it's about repenting of our part within it, and it's about returning to God. So Nehemiah, in case you're not familiar with him, when he's building this wall, he's not a contractor. He hasn't been hired in to, to do this job. He, you know, he's a cupbearer in, in this other place, so he doesn't know anything about building, um, about building a wall, but the Lord gives him this great plan. So the one word when, that really stuck out to me when I was reading the story of Nehemiah was that he was unqualified. So does that remind anybody else of themselves? It definitely reminds me of me um, sitting up here, standing here, and I'm like, unqualified to do this, unqualified to, well, I felt I was unqualified before I got saved to be at church. Um, so from getting saved when I was 16 until this moment this morning, unqualified, you know, pre-service, worship, you know, just my friendship group, unqualified, you know, I, I shouldn't be with these, these people because they're better than me or whatever else, you know. Um, so again, I, di I didn't grow up in a Christian home, didn't have Christian friends before I got saved. Um, so who am I this morning to, to have friends that I have within church, to be a part of this great church? Um, it's just incredible what his plan and what his purpose can do for you when you just sacrifice it all and give it to him. So when I got saved, the one thing I felt was that I wanted as many people as possible to feel this feeling. I want as many people as possible to understand what it is to have that burden being lifted off and to feel qualified, to feel right to be in church, to feel like you belong somewhere. So since I made that, that sacrifice when I was 16 and turned my life around for the better, definitely, you know, my life has changed because of this, his plan. You know, he's brought me to all different parts of the world just because of his plan. He's brought me to this church because of his plan and his purpose. He has me doing this this morning because of his plan and his purpose, all because I just gave my life to him and I sacrificed everything I have. But I would do it again in a heartbeat, absolutely. 
Um, so I've now great friends. I'm now sharing his word. Um, and he's just brought me through so many valleys, so many... He's just brought me through so many lows and so many highs, and it's just been a roller coaster ride. I think we can all, all relate to that. So like I said, his plan has created a purpose for me. And you know, if I can do it, anyone can do it. I always said, if I got a uni degree, anybody can get a uni degree. Um, so no matter how big or small that may be, trust me, he has a plan for you and he's a purpose for you. Um, and then it hit me, really, when I was reading this. I was like, you know what? You're not qualified. You were just available. So it's not about being qualified. If you're in, the, in here this morning and you felt like I feel, or felt, yeah, how I felt, you don't have to be qualified. You're welcome here. You should be here. You know, this is your home. Um, so you don't have to be qualified. You just have to be available. So if you're available, he's going to move. Trust me, he will. Um, and when you become open and available to him, you will find true freedom, and he'll just he'll rock your world, trust me. So again, just like, listen, if you'd like to take ownership, like Nehemiah did, of your situation, to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Please, anyone who's watching online, let us know. Um, just, yeah, get in contact with us. We'd love to, love to change your life for the better through God's plan and his purpose for you. So, um, yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Hello. Uh, hi, everyone. So my name is Naomi. I am really excited to get to share with you all today. Um, but before I do, I just want to say thank you firstly to God for the opportunity and to Pastor Phil. So the title of what I would like to talk about today is similar theme, surprisingly, um, open vacancy. You know, the verse I want to pick up on, it doesn't come from Nehemiah. It comes from Daniel 9 and 25. And this says, no one understand this, from the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler, comes, there will be seven sevens and 62 sevens. It will be rebuilt in times of trouble. There is so much we can take from this verse, but what I want to focus on is God's plans. This verse was written years before Jerusalem was rebuilt. And similar to that, there is plans today that God has for all of us that we don't know about. They're certain and they are gonna happen. And when we think about that, when we think about God's plans and God's purpose, we often think, you know, the only followers that get to do those are the followers that are chosen, the followers that are special. Looking at Daniel 9 and 25, it doesn't say that. God has told Daniel what will happen. He hasn't told Daniel he is gonna do it. There's an open vacancy for any of his followers. So I don't know about you, but that excites me. So how do I get to apply for the job? What do I need on my CV? Like, what experience are you looking for here, God? Nehemiah shows us three things for our CV. The first is we need to make prayer our first response. The second is that we need to continually spend time with God daily, which will allow us to get a burden in our hearts but importantly, when we're doing that, we then get a choice to make. Do we ignore the burden? Or do we say, God, I can't take this anymore. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know where the opportunity is. But like Simon said, I'm willing, I'm available, and I want to do it. And then we wait with patience. 
And James says, when we wait with patience, we're waiting with God, we're waiting with confidence. If it's in his will, the opportunity will arise. And when that does, you know, I, I see it as I take his hand, I walk into it with him, and I stay true to the yes that I gave him in prayer. Three things that any of us as followers of Christ can do. And um, so I've been trying to make prayer my first response lately. And um, unfortunately, it has looked like a lot of complaining about my job. <laughs> Every day complaining about my job. I'm like, I could get into it, but I won't. And um, as I'm complaining about my job, if any of you are watching online, it's not about you personally, don't worry. Um, I, I started to remember God's love and that love that I felt for God and that I received from God. And I'm like, God, I want my colleagues to get this. I want my colleagues to know about you. I want to tell them that I'm a Christian. I want to tell them about your love and I want to share about you. But I do not see the opportunity for this because it's going to be weird. It's not going to be natural. You know, I work from home. How can I do this? I got the opportunity to do that on Friday. And it was natural and it wasn't weird. It was about 60 seconds and I feel like I completely bombed it, but I still got to do it. That's three things. You know, any of us can do those. So to close, the king, he has so many kingdom plans, but for every kingdom plan, there's so many more kingdom open vacancies. And if you're thinking, well, that's all very well and good for you. I can't do that. Can I encourage you all and leave you with Ephesians 2 and 10? For we are, we, have, we are God's handiwork. We are created in the image of Jesus Christ. But we're created in the image of Jesus Christ to do good works, which have, God has prepared in advance for us to do. So if you want to partner with God, if you want to take one of these jobs, follow Nehemiah's example. Make prayer your first response. Spend time with God. Tell him you're available. Take his hand. Walk into the opportunity and close the vacancy for the king and the kingdom. Thank you. Morning, everybody. My name is Mark, and uh, I've been asked to come up here and uh, speak to you this morning. Just thank you for the opportunity for doing that. Now, uh, it's always a, a good way to focus your mind when Phil asks you in the middle of the week, says, you're going to be standing up here speaking. So I goes, right, goodness, right, I have to start reading this book of Nehemiah. So we're going to, under, <laughs> so we're going to understand what's actually going on. And um, so thankfully, I drive a van during the week. Um, um, and I was able to put Nehemiah on the audible and read it and read it. So, but listen to Nehemiah. It's an absolutely fantastic story of just what God can do through one person. And a, like Nehemiah, when he first heard about the, the, the state of Jerusalem, the walls broken down, just the people scattered, his heart was completely broken. And if you go through the whole, the whole book of Nehemiah, 13 chapters, it basically describes to, to us how God used him, and, but God used him for more than he ever thought he was going to be doing. He, he just wanted to build the wall. He just wanted to repair the city where his ancestors had lived. But basically, God used him to restore Israel 
to repair the covenant, to repair the relationship with God with the people, and to set the, the people on the right track. And it's just, what it said to me was, is if you give God that opportunity in your life to use you, you know, he's going to do more than you can ever think possible. You know, like, I know personally, there's times I think, you know, I can't pray about that thing because I don't live a holy enough life. I'm not good enough. God's, my prayers are going to bounce off the ceiling because I have not been good enough this week to even ask God for that thing. But if you read into Nehemiah, Nehemiah, when he first heard about the city, he just wept. He was completely broken. And it, it also says then that he prayed and fasted and mourned. And I think that is the key to the whole book of Nehemiah because it actually says before he even asked God for something, he actually prayed and mourned and fasted. He was completely broken on the ground. And then he lifted his eyes to heaven and asked God, Lord, the city is ruined. You know, what can we do about it? And it actually says there in chapter 1, um, he, he was fasting and he was praying. And then he just raises his eyes and asks God for help. Now, in chapter 1, it says this happened in the 20th year in the month of Kislev. Now, I wondered, what does that word Kislev mean? He says, I don't like these words that I don't understand. <laughs> so apparently the month of Kislev, if, if you look at the, there's about two different versions of the Jewish calendar. If you look at the right one, it gives you, it says about the third month. And then in chapter two, it's still the 20th year and it's the month of Nisan. So basically for four months, this man has been burdened by this condition of the city and condition of his ancestors. And then he approaches the king. Or he didn't actually approach the king. The king noticed that he was sad. Now, he is a cupbearer to the king, which is a very good position to be in. You're very trusted, and you're in the king's presence. But if you're sad, you can lose your head. Because you're not allowed to be sad in the presence of the king. So the king asks him, why are you sad, Nehemiah? And he says, how can I not be sad when my city lies in ruins? And then the king asks him, what do you want? Now, what stood out here for me was, instead of Nehemiah just blurting out what he wanted, spilling his heart, he first prayed. That is such a key to me. Um, because how many times are we in panic situations or stressful situations, and we just blurt out the answer and we don't take that wee second to step back and go, Lord, give me the answer, or give me the question, or help me to talk. He asked the, prayed, and then he asked the king for help. And the king gave him everything that he needed. Sent him on his way, give him leave from the court, give him army, give him cavalry, give him equipment, give him wood for him to complete his task and rebuild the wall. And he did so much more as you read down through. The people were restored, access returned, and so much more. And what it says to me is, are we here today and the walls of our heart are broken down? Are our relationships broken down? Are our families under stress? Are our jobs under stress? Maybe before we ask God for what we need, for what we are hurting for, for what we're stressed about, should we not get on the knees, mourn, and fast, and pray before we lift our hearts and our minds to God and ask God for our help? Could that be a lesson to me? And hopefully a lesson to all of us too. Okay, thank you.
thank God for giving me the opportunity to be out here. And I also want to thank um, Pastor Phil for this wonderful privilege. And without taking much of your time, um, let us go through 1 Corinthians 3, 5, verse 8. Um, what, after all, is Apollo? And what is Paul, only servants, through whom you call to believe? Has the Lord has assigned to each his tax? I planted, which is Paul, Apollo watered, and God brings the increase. Yeah, I planted and Apollo watered, and God bring the increase. What is telling us actually is that um, when we decide to have passion to serve God, when we decide to take a step to when we decide to take a step to actualize our purpose in God, then God comes down and brings the increase. This is also this can be represented in um, Nehemiah who has passion for the kingdom of God, whose passion is for the kingdom of God to be restored. The kingdom of God is synonymous to Jerusalem in those days. And Nehemiah has that passion because he wants to rebuild Jerusalem. So Nehemiah took the step of faith and he prayed and he went to the king, just a cup bearer. And the king was able to answer him because you know why? Because he has taken that step because Nehemiah has taken that step of passion to restore the kingdom of God, and God gave him the increase. Do you know what happened? The king actually gave him everything he needed to build the city. So what are you doing now? Have you really taken that step of faith? We need to take that step of faith in order to reach out to the unsaved. We need to take that step of faith in order to reach out to the kingdom of God. To build God's kingdom should be our number one priority. And that is the story of Nehemiah. So passionately that he prayed for Jerusalem. He wanted Jerusalem to be restored. There are so many unsaved out there that is looking for liberation. There's so many relationships that needs to be restored. There is so many things going on with the world right now. The people want encouragement. What step have you taken? Why do we need to take that step? Number one. We need to take that step by giving our time to God. Your time is valuable to God. You need to give it to God. God wants your time. The reason why God wants your time is because God wants to bless you and God wants to make you a revelation to the unknown. So we need to give God our time. Our time is very valuable in the sight of God. Um, we, also, we, we can also um, have a partnership with God by prayers like Nehemiah did. Nehemiah first had that passion. Then Nehemiah prayed before Nehemiah comforted the king. So there have to be passion. Then you have to pray over it. Then you have to confront the king and God bring the increase. So in the principle, there have to be step taken before an increase is made. God wants you to fulfill parts of your, of, 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 God wants you to perform part of your partnership because we are in a partnership with God. We take the step, God fulfills his promises, and God brings the increase, and God liberates humanity, and God liberates Christianity all over the world. And um, why do we need to engage with God? We need to engage with God because in the book of Exodus 23-25, it says, you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and water. I like to turn verses around. I said, if you don't serve the Lord your God, God will not give you 
bless your bread and water. And not only that, God will take away sickness from you. So it is vital for us to serve God. A lot of people said, why is God wanting to use me? No, God just wants you to partner with him in order to restore you. God wants you to be a partner with him in his kingdom. So when you say, whether you come to church, I am. I am God. Whether you pay your tithes, I am God. Whether you do community development for the church, I am God. So, But God wants you to be part of him so that he can restore you. God is going to bless your water. God is going to take away, um, um, God is going to take away sickness from you. I have a testimony that I must have shared with some, with some of us here. You know. um, it, 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 it was concerning a health issue I had some few years back. And the doctors wanted to amputate my right foot. And um, because I, I knew it wasn't right in the sight of God, because they said they found something there that um, can take my, away my life if it's not treated. And I knew it was not right because, you know, I've served God all my life, and I, I, I cannot afford to have my foot amputated. I knew it wasn't right, but I was praying to God. I was saying, God, the doctors have confirmed every test. They've confirmed everything. They've said it's there. They wanted to cut it off. And I told God, I said, if they take off my foot, how will I serve you? And I, I, the appointment is getting close. It has been fixed. The doctor are ready. And then I received the call. And I received the call. The doctor was so confused. And he said, no, no, we cannot, take, we cannot continue with the test. It was nothing it was not what we thought it was. You know, after confirming it, that is a clear evidence and testimony of God's service. You see, when you serve God, it will take away sickness from you. When you serve God, God will bring you health. When you serve God, God will bring you, um, God will give you the good things of life. Just like Nehemiah, who took that step of passion in order to serve God. And God was able to restore both Jerusalem and God was able to restore him. And, and, and God was able to do things wonderful. And finally, to cut it short, um, when you decided to serve God, you will come against criticism. Just like Nehemiah, who was building the temple, but he was having enemies coming for him. The reason why the enemies will come when you're serving God is because the enemy understands the fact that you are, living a, you are going to live a more productive life. So that is why the enemy comes for it. According to what Pastor Phil said the last time, and in reference to the Bible, he said, we do not wrestle between flesh and blood, but between but, but spiritual forces of high places. So don't blame people that hurt you. Don't look at them and become their enemy. Forgive them because the enemy is trying to stop you from accomplishing your destiny because you do not light a candle and put it under the bed. We are the light of God and we are here to serve and we are here to restore the kingdom of God just like Nehemiah. And as I come to the end of this, I hope every one of you, whatever you do, come on, come out of your comfort zone. Come and serve the Lord in all capacity you have. Come on, just serve the Lord and you see the difference God is going to make in your life. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.